Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last yeah, Call at McLaren's, the best yeah, damn yeah. How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. Not I am, I am one of the greatest hosts here, Josh, with my other great host, John. <laughs> I changed it up a bit. <laughs> I would just like to go on record for stating I do not self-proclaim myself to be one of the greatest hosts. Well, I, I said one I... of the greatest hosts here. There's only two of us. I mean, so I would hope you're one of the greatest hosts here. Maybe you have your hand up my ass working me like a ventriloquist dummy. I mean, I'm just puppet, saying. Puppet, 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 puppet. Hello, puppet. <laughs> Hello, puppet. But yes, we are here for season three, episode eight. Spoiler alert. Stupid name. <laughs> it is. We were talking about that off air, folks. Uh, it's not a great name. I'm just saying. No, not by any means. Yeah, but uh, you know, it is what it is. You're not. It's not always going to be a winner, John. Can't all be winners. You're right. Yeah, can't can't all be winners. So, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Originally aired November twelfth of two thousand and seven. Uh, we're we're you know starting to catch back up to where we are right now in the date we, <laughs> no. we were like right on top of it and then we decided to take a month off you know is what it is uh <laughs> like or, you know maybe more anyways uh it's directed by who john p fry that's right p fry herself pamela fryman written by stephen lloyd this is stephen's second episode ever writing on uh, how i met your mother previously he wrote the uh, season two episode Brunch. It's a good Ooh. one. Yeah. And he will go on to write episodes like Intervention, ah. uh, The Exploding Meatball Sub, which is a good yes. one, and The Wedding Bride. Yeah. The Wedding Bride. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You love that one. You know, I you do. Can. No, Wedding Bride Jed, is great. Jed Mosley. My name's Jed Mosley. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So the summary for this one, an annoying habit in Ted's new girlfriend causes the gang to point out various bad habits unnoticed by other members of the group. Marshall forgets his password and can't check the results of the bar exam. He turns to Barney for help. All right. So I had a little side note before we get into this Ooh, uh, that I, I, like I, I thought I thought was interesting. Uh, that I didn't, I I had no idea that this was a thing. Uh, apparently, about a year after this episode came out, Josh Radner and Lindsay Price, who is the girl who plays Kathy uh, in this episode, actually started dating, and they dated for uh, almost a year and a half. Oh no, shit! Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it's like they they met up, you know, like a year later, a year. I think it was like a year and a half after they filmed it. You know, uh, they just randomly met up for, you know, they had like lunch or something like that. And then they started dating. I thought that was kind of neat. That is really kind of cool. Yeah. You know, how it's weird how things work out sometimes. Uh, so we're going to get into this. Future Ted starts things off. He's telling the kids about this girl that he was dating uh, named Kathy. Ted thinks that she's really great and that everyone's going to like her. You know, he, he's, he's, he's ready to, to show her off to people and they all go out to dinner and uh, everyone seems to be real, like 
kind of short, short with with her. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of being dicks. It seems like from the perspective that we're being shown, from Ted's and, perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yes. From from definitely from Ted's, and and you could tell that Ted's like not happy with the way that they are are seemingly uh, for no reason treating her. Uh, so when we go back to the apartment, Ted confronts them, but since he doesn't see it, they decide they don't want to ruin her for him. And they decide not to tell him this is going to drive Ted crazy throughout, uh, the, you know, most of the episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Marshall walks in from the bedroom and Ted tries to like ask his opinion about this. I love his opinion. He's like, uh, I think, what does he say? Like, she she's terrible, man, but that's not important right now. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, he's just getting right right to it. Um, he brushes Ted right off because he it's about time for his bar exam results to come out, and he's freaking yep. out. You know, freaking this is make or break. It's freaking out, freaking, freaking yeah. out, John. You just watch New Girl, you should get that. Freaking freaking. <laughs> uh so Barney then comes in. He tries to get Marshall to watch this video of a dog pooping on a baby. Pooping on a baby. Yeah, man. I, I don't know who filmed this video, uh, but I don't know if I could stand by and film my baby getting pooped on by a dog. So well, I don't know if it's the parents or what that filmed this. So while we're talking about this, I, I wanted to ask that. Is like, so. It's really bad that the dog poops on the baby. My hope here but, is that it's the dog's owner, and that owner just has a sick sense of humor, and they're just like, huh, my dog's about to poop on that baby. <laughs> I'm going to film it. So here's where my question comes. <laughs> the person whose baby it is, I feel bad for them, because, you know, their their kid got shit on. Yeah. But is a, is a person who happened to have found the video and is trying to share the video, are they bad people for laughing? that the baby got shit on. I mean, you never once, cause we do have, I mean, he does eventually watch it. We don't see it, but the, you never once hear the baby cry. The baby giggles at one point. Oh yeah. During. Yeah. 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 I'm so, assuming the dog and the baby become best friends. Cause they're both like, <laughs> the baby's like, like okay. <laughs> baby's like, I do that to myself all the time. To quote <laughs> one Dean Pelton. I hope this doesn't unlock something in there. That baby is going to turn into, he's going to have a whole new life now. A whole new life for that baby. <laughs> and for the all dog. Day. Uh, yeah, all, all day. day. <laughs> yep. It's going to be like, am I your dog? <laughs> right? Uh, so, uh, but when it's, t- when it's time to finally check the results uh, for the bar exam, Marshall can't find his password and he freaks out about it. Well, it's I mean, like, it's a, big thing to freak out for it is but this is something that he should have kept in like a really secure place so that this situation didn't happen we find out though he did and in the most creative way possible well no i get that but he should have had a backup like he should have had a piece of paper somewhere that maybe more than one you know because that's a pretty important piece of, of information to have. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I also was reading something that apparently uh, this would never actually happen because in New York, they 
they just post all the names of the the people who pass the bar on the website. Oh, and you wouldn't you wouldn't actually need a password, but th- it makes it far more entertaining that he's yeah. freaking out about. And it, you know, it, it it obviously, as we find out later on, ties into um, everything else mm-hmm. that that's going on. Yeah, we'll get yeah. there. So uh, Marshall gets calls from both Brad and Kara. Uh, who have passed their their uh, bar exam, and they're asking about his results. Still dating at this point, yeah, it's a good question. I wondered it as well because like they called separately, so it's not like they were like in the room together. Because they they could have asked together. Um, they could have. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, he even gets into an argument with his grandma about yeah. him misplacing it, which I thought was hilarious because this is not the first time that Marshall has had an argument with his grandma on the phone. It happened in the Atlantic no, City he, episode. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love that <laughs> when he's arguing with her, he's like, no, grandma, I don't think they're stealing from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just I think it's hilarious that he just, him and his grandma have this like contentious uh, relationship, apparently. Maybe his grandma's just a bitch. Maybe. Maybe that's why they're stealing her meds. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. What if they really are stealing her meds? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty bad, but it's still still funny. I don't care. (laughs) So (coughs) Barney uh, suggests using some hacker software to retrieve uh, his password. He says he knows a guy at work who can do that for uh, so then Ted, uh, he's, you know, still trying to figure out what's wrong with Kathy. He's coming up with all these scenarios like, uh, you know, did she frame her high school teacher uh, by saying that he had sex with her and got him sent to jail? Uh, he wonders. Puppies. Yeah, he wonders if she enjoys killing puppies. And then the whole uh, was she once a man thing, which is one of the multiple times that we get a transgender joke throughout this show they do not they do not age well and at all um going through this and this isn't the only time that ted wonders if a girl that he's seeing was once a man it happens again later on my favorite one is the oh what was her name it's the black girl that he dates yeah 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 and like yeah, that's, that's the other time that that specific scenario happens. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and he's imagining her like walking into the urinal. Yeah. She walks up into the bathroom. Hand on the wall and like, yeah. Hey. Yeah. But that like they, they've done a number of these. They've done a couple since and they do some more going. And I'm just every time I see them, I'm like, oh, these do not work. Like I, no. I understand that it was, um, you know, at Different that time, time it, it was more acceptable back then. I get it, and it, within the field of comedy, you know. But yeah, you know, unfortunately, some things just don't hold up, <laughs> and that no, happens with no, a lot of the shows that kind of aired around this time. You know, like if you look at like The Office, this, um, Thirty Rock, they all have that style of humor that just. It was super acceptable then, but when you re- when you watch it now, it's like, ooh, that's a, uh, well, I mean, that's a little you rough. You even said though, there's a few scews. scenes in Scrubs that could 
be oh yeah because that was uh, that was around the same time too yeah yeah because like there's yeah. the scene with uh the dancing when mm-hmm. jd does the it's the season three opener jd's yeah. doing the the rock out to and turk's like hey what did i tell you about dancing in public and he's like not unless you're gay that yeah. fucking comment would not go over well these days yeah no i i agree it, it, it wouldn't and I mean, sometimes I I'm sad about that, but it's like you know, you you just you gotta grow and you gotta find other ways to be funny. It is what it is, you know. Dick and fart uh, jokes. Dick Stick and to fart those. Jokes. And... Yeah, like I was listening to uh, like an old Dane Cook special, like you know, like a month ago, and I'm like, a couple of these jokes wouldn't fly now, really. You know what I mean? No. It just yeah. it just is what it is. It's it's kind of that's that time frame, like the early. 2000s you know were a very interesting time yeah we'll say you know i will i will say a loose statement to the fact that i'm really sad that people have grown soft that like certain i understand that certain jokes should never get made race jokes should never get made sexual orientation jokes should never get made but like there's a lot of jokes that can't be told anymore because they're just too offensive or too stupid and i'm like But they're not. And I think I think there are I think in when it comes to stuff like that, um, I think if you do it in a certain way, it it can be okay. Obviously, there are always going to be people who don't aren't going to be okay with it. But the problem that I have noticed that has arisen amongst certain comedians is they latch on to like one of those things and then they make an entire set that is all that type of joke. Yeah. And it's like one or two is one thing. But if you're going to spend an hour railing on gay and trans people, it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, are you out of ideas? Like, do you not have any other jokes that you can, like, that's all you've got? Like, I think that's one of the reasons why I always rallied behind, like, guys like Dane. Because, like, Dane Cook makes me laugh because he tells stories. Yeah. He's not up there just trying to be funny. He's like, let me tell you the story that happened to me. Yo, I was in the store, and this guy, he's like, I'll fucking kill you! And let me explain to you why. And it's fucking funny. You laugh yeah. at it. Now, if he was to be like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's dumb that, like, we just can't have... <laughs> he just goes up there and he tells knock-knock jokes. <laughs> That's it. An hour of knock-knock jokes. I might respect that. <laughs> I'm gonna test these out. You guys tell me if this is funny. <laughs> If they're not, I'll just check it off in my book. Knock, knock. Who's there? The repairman, man, man, man. No? Okay. Not no. Not. <laughs> Next. <laughs> and that goes on for an hour. Yes, but. <laughs> but anyways, back to this. Uh, so uh, Ted just doesn't understand how uh, how he can't see what's wrong with her. He just doesn't, he doesn't get it. Um. But the gang explains that because he's trying to have sex with Kathy, he's got this big blind spot for what's going on. Blind spot. He, he's essentially allowed himself to move beyond those things so that he can score. And then Barney tells this story about a girl that he uh, once tried to get with, had sex for 10 hours. Uh, she said it was the best that she'd, had, she'd ever had. It restored her faith in God. And that was it. It had nothing to do with Ted's problems. Nothing he just wanted, to do with it at all. He just wanted to share a story. That's all. I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> yeah, I'm like sitting here because I honestly, I forgot where that part had, like where it went. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, where does this go? 
right? And then it goes literally nowhere. I'm like, oh, that's Barney for you. I should have, I should have seen that coming. You know, this is, I should have seen it coming. Uh, so uh, Ted is so desperate to know that Marshall finally is like, you know, it's like, fine. You want to know? You really want to know? I'll tell you. And he shatters that glass wall for him and tells him that Kathy talks a lot. And as I was do, like reading through stuff for this, I came across something, uh, a little fun reference that I'm assuming is why they named her this. She's a chatty Kathy. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right? And I'm just like, I had never, I've seen this episode a bunch of times, never thought about that. It had never no, crossed my mind. I. I'm like, huh, she is a chatty Kathy. Literally. That is clever. And I like it. And I will probably never forget that now. So I thought that was, uh, I, I did not come up with that. I don't want to take credit for that. Uh, somebody, <laughs> I saw it online somewhere, but I thought is, it was funny enough to, to mention. You will never get credit for the term Chatty Kathy, Josh, that has been around for decades. I'm not saying I, I'm taking uh, uh, claim on the term. Just I know, on I was just saying that she is a Chatty Kathy. <laughs> oh. I can't take credit for that either. And hey, fuck you, man. Maybe I was alive <laughs> back in the late fifties, early sixties when that fucking doll came out. You don't know. You don't know my yeah, life. I right, could be I a don't. vampire. You don't know. First <laughs> off, if we've been friends for almost thirty years and you're a vampire and you have yet to turn me into a vampire, and that is why I am going white in my beard and you still look like a twenty year old fucking kimosabi, then fuck you. <laughs> Maybe I'm waiting till you peak in freshness. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like a f- great. I missed that fucking opportunity. I'm like that banana that you bought three days ago, thinking I'll have a banana for breakfast. Well, now my banana bread worthy, Josh. But see, banana bread is awesome. I'm just saying, don't I diss mean, the banana bread. I'm not dissing banana bread. I'm dissing the banana that gets made into banana bread. I'm not quite firm and ripe anymore. I'm like, I might eat that, but it's probably going to You are away. extremely useful and turn into something awesome. I would <laughs> rather be the cucumber that goes in some... Never mind. Yeah, you don't want to go there. Goes in oh, some sort of... No, goes in maybe, some sort of salad. Maybe I and, do want to go there, Josh. Maybe <laughs> I do. You can be the pineapple, John. You can be the pineapple. All right. Uh, then we get to see the events of the dinner and what really happened. Uh, she does not take a, a fucking pause even to breathe, man. Nope. That's why like, they all interrupt when she takes the sip from her wine glass. I, I want to know, like, was it difficult at all for the actress? Because, like, she goes, like, fast. <clears throat> I like, guarantee you what they did was, is they were like, okay, we're going to record. And, like, when we get ready to do the take, take a deep breath and just go. And just go, yeah. And then when you take the sip, we'll... Yeah. You know. It was impressive. I, 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 I gotta say. Uh, definitely was impressive. Um, now, uh, with that wall shattered, Ted can't help but notice he, he's constantly becoming annoyed with her. Uh, and he's now really upset with Marshall actually yeah. for telling him saying, you should have known that I didn't want to know. And then shatters Marshall's wall. Oh, he does. It's just something about Willie. 
this is the start of just like a like a dominoes where oh, they yeah. just everybody just will start shattering walls all over the place. Uh, Ted starts it off here with yeah telling Marshall about Lily's loud chewing. Uh, to which Ted and it's funny because like Ted doesn't say it like maliciously. He just nope. he's like oh it's kind of like how you know Lily's a loud chewer and that you know he just off the cuff mentions it whereas all the rest of them are very blatantly like they're trying to hurt (laughs) once it starts the fight ted does make a couple like maliciously oh yeah yeah yeah. worded ones like especially the one about the ribs yeah he's like you know we had ribs the other night and it sounded like a velociraptor eating yeah i'm like how would you know that (laughs) it's true uh ted makes a comment here that he's like, you know, that's why I always call her Chewbacca. And I'm like, never fucking called her Chewbacca. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this has never been a thing, at least on the, obviously, from what uh, we yeah. have seen. We have never seen him call her Chewbacca. I would have just loved to seen an episode, though, where, like, they put that in there. Yeah, like, like later on, even. Like in Scrubs, there's a couple times where if you catch it... um, after after Carla comes back to work, they do the whole pickle joke. Oh, there yeah, is yeah. there is a later episode which I can't remember what episode because I haven't watched Scrubs in a while. But there is a later episode where when JD sees um, Izzy, he calls her Little Gherkin. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, that's a great continuity moment. Mm-hmm. I would have loved yeah. to have just seen it the other way where he sees Carla randomly and he's like, sup pickle. Yeah. And now, like, I would have loved, like, you know, season eight, you know, they do a flashback and he's just like, what up, Chewbacca? And she she just laughs it off, has no idea why. You know, I think that would have been awesome. But yeah, as far as I know, I don't think they ever did go back and do that. No. Yeah. Uh, Also, Marshall. Yeah, it would have been. Marshall gets, uh, you know, annoyed with Lily because you know now that the glass is broken he is noticing this she's eating like some fruit loops and he just can't take it anymore kind of like calls her out on it i just uh, i love this one though too cuz he's like what's in there dry bones of birds and like <laughs> like yeah dude they all come up with some really good ones oh yeah like throughout it and i'm just like the writing on in this episode in particular is so snappy yeah. Like it, it's so good. That's a good like, way to put that. Yeah, it's man. Snappy. It is. It's 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 ridiculously funny. They like what are you eating? Drywall screws? Yeah. Wanna, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> My favorite one is when she's eating the cotton candy as they're walking down the street and Ted's just like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's they they did some some fantastic stuff in this one. Oh yeah, um, no doubt. But it, it you know while he's doing this, he reveals that it was Ted that told him this information. And then uh Lily ends up telling Robin about what happened uh and breaks the fourth wall for her uh telling that her that uh first off about the whole chewing thing cuz she's telling her about the situation cuz she hadn't realized it either. And then about how Ted is an overcorrector. So she actually got two walls broken for her in that same she did. Uh, that same spot. And then we head back to the apartment. Barney comes in. He's freaking out. 
uh, telling Marshall, he's, you got to lock the door, man. I think someone's following me. Uh, yeah, shut the windows of the you know are, are the curtains drawn or whatever he says or the shades shades pulled. Yeah, are the shades are the shades drawn, and he's like, yeah. "What are the shades drawn? Yeah. I can't risk anybody seeing me." And he pulls out this this disc, the CD, the CD disc, and CD disc. It's that's that's redundant. Uh, this CD, uh, and he puts it in. He says, "You know, I you know he's got the software, loads it up. He's doing all this tight like hacker talking." And, typing up and everything and he finally gets it and marshall opens his eyes it's a video of a dog pooping on a baby dog pooping on a baby he goes through all of that just to get marshall to watch this video of a dog pooping on a baby it was such a funny continued runner from from earlier in the episode oh yeah it's probably one of my favorite b-side storylines yeah like like Marshall, you gotta watch this. It reminds me of the episode where Marshall's dad passes away and they're at the funeral. Yep. And like they're trying to cheer him up. Yep. You gotta watch this video. It's a guy getting hit in the balls. And like Yep. You're hitting the balls. And there was <laughs> like an- was gets- animal attacks. You take animal attacks, and you'll take you guys getting hit yeah. in the balls. Something like that. Yeah. I remember that. Uh that dude, that episode that time frame's gonna wreck me, by the way. It's oh just, yeah. It's, it's gonna destroy me. All you people out there, who knows? I might not make it through talking about it. Without... I may be recording by myself for a couple of episodes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'll do it off the cusp. I'll be like, this is last call. Have a great night. <laughs> Peace out, bitches. Uh, so then Ted walks in, and he's struggling to get off the phone with Kathy. And he just hangs up on her. He like, just hangs up. She'll call back when she realizes I'm not there in like 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, and then Lily and Robin come in and then everything <laughs> begins to crumble from here. Uh, so Robin calls out Ted about the overcorrecting stuff. Ted then calls out Robin for using the word literally for everything. Uh, Ro- yeah. Robin then calls out Marshall for singing everything he does, which I'm like, I fucking do that all the time. I like the way Marshall does it, though, because Marshalls are fun. Dude, the laundry one was my favorite. The laundry one. Because, like, it's a a specific kind of beat and tone that he sings when he leaves, and then it's a completely different one when he comes in because he forgot the stuff. And I'm like, that was fucking awesome. It was super clever. In the fabric softener. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, I know I do that all the time. I sing with the random shit that I'm just doing. I just, I love how he's like going down to do my laundry with the (laughs) roll of photos. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then everybody calls out Barney for a bunch of things. Uh, We got, you know, talking in a weird high pitched voice, uh, using lame catchphrases, and then how he spaces out and doesn't pay attention. And then, and then he everybody, all three of those. He does. He absolutely does. And then everyone just starts fighting. And Robin goes back to Marshall for the singing thing, saying sometimes it's just gibberish. And the worst part about it is they're catchy. Apple Orchard, Banana Can't Dance, 8663. Okay, so you actually like wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote it down. Yeah. Banana yeah, yeah. Can't Dance. I wondered no, no. what that part it's, of it was. Yeah, it's yeah, Apple Orchard Banana, Banana Cat Dance. Oh, Cat Dance. I thought you said yeah. can't. Banana no, cat, cat Dance. dance. 
8063. 8663. Okay. Yeah. That makes and, it so much more cheap. Yeah. And and that's his password. A O B C D 8663. Well, I think I need to start like, doing pa- I think I need to start doing passwords like that from now on. <laughs> Just come up with a weird I mean, song. It, it makes sense when you think about it because a lot of people get hacked on their passwords because they either use a phrase and a number combination that's easily figured out or something that's just one, two, three, four. You know, it's something that people would figure out. If you took a palindrome or like, um, I I said palindrome, I don't know why I said that. But if you took like a, a sentence and took the first letter of each word and then did a number combination thing, that would save so many password problems. It's true. Yeah. As long as you can remember that sentence, yeah, you're good. I do what Marshall did. Do it one more time for me. Apple Orchard, Banana Cat Dance, (laughs) 8663. That should be on the CD. Them singing. Yes. Them singing that. (laughs) Because everybody chimes in. Well, and that's the thing. So it's funny that they mentioned this here because it hasn't gotten to that, that episode yet. But when they mention that he sings about everything, I'm like, man, just wait till they get to like the cat funeral and the Chinese mm-hmm. food. Because like yep. he's like, you know, order Chinese food today. Chinese food today. Yeah. You know, um, cat funeral. I love yep. the cat funeral cat song. Funeral. Cat <laughs> funeral. It was an it accident. accident. Yeah, no, that's a that's that's a great one. That's probably one of my. <laughs> and then there's um, though technically, Marshall doesn't sing it, but Jason Siegel sings it, and that's Marshall versus the Machines. Yeah, the song that Marshall plays during. That's Jason Siegel singing it. Which like, is a take on Ghost Riders in the Sky. Is that what it is? Yeah, nice. I had looked it up because I was like, I recognized the the music. And I yeah. was like, I got to fucking look it up. It was like almost like that Scott Hall when I sent you when I found out that the Eagles song yeah. was what they used. for. And I was like, I had listened to it and I was like, I know that fucking music and I can't figure out why because of the tempo. Yeah. Then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, there it is. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to when we get there. Uh, so he he logs in to check the bar exam, and he finds out that he passed and is now a passed lawyer. Yeah, and so they all and writes uh, a quick little song there too. He does, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they're all celebrating. Yeah, yeah, that's when they're at the bar. I think when when he's doing that because they're all celebrating, yep. and uh, you know we they all move on past all the little annoyances, kind of forget about them all because. You know, they're friends, and, and they need to be able to move past that stuff. And then we get to the end of the episode. It's three years later. Ted runs into Kathy again and her new boyfriend, who happens to be deaf. And so she's t- she's doing her talking constantly thing, and Ted signs to the guy. She sure can't talk a lot, huh? And the glass silently shatters for this guy as Ted walks away. He just ruined her. For, oh uh, yeah, for this guy, completely. Yeah, uh, 
which I I thought that was I thought that, I mean it was kind of a dick move, but it was still kind of funny. Now, see, I was going to ask you that: is it a dick move? I mean, he knows how that affected him when it that happened. Is true. Like, why? And he didn't want to be told that. I mean, so the only question I or the only the only thing that I really have to ask about that is though. Is there any way he didn't know though? Because he's deaf. She signs, and he could probably read lips, which means he knows that she has to talk a lot. Yeah, but Ted didn't even know. Remember, the glass well, wasn't broke for him. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, like being deaf—that means that guy has to pay attention to the way she she speaks. She he has to know that she talks a lot. But I feel like it's the same situation where he's so intently listening or, you know, Maybe. looking at, you know, what she's saying. True. Just like how Ted was so intently listening to everything she said, thinking it was the most interesting things in the world. You know True. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I would just close my eyes and then she just goes away. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It, it would work that way. But uh, so that was season three, episode eight. Spoiler alert. Eight. I think this, this is a great episode, uh, in my opinion. Uh, what this were your is, thoughts? This is, I like that this is one of those episodes that doesn't fit into like the, the big story arc of the, yeah. the show. It's just kind of there and fits in. Um, yeah. I mean, the only, really the only thing is Marshall's now a lawyer. That's it. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? They could have passed it's, it's over the, that with just a. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not a super like. You have to see it. You just have to know that Marshall did become a lawyer. That's all. True. True. Ooh, yeah. I guess that's the real nugget that's from this episode. Because yeah. like you know, Kathy's never really mentioned again, and like yeah, the boyfriend, all the yeah. other things passed over, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's but episode, I, though. Like, I, really, I think it's it's good. Like I said, snappy writing, man. Snappy writing. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. But it makes All sense right. coming from this guy, especially with a couple of the episodes you said that he he writes later. It makes more sense. I mean, thinking about it, the fact that he goes on and writes The Wedding Bride, and there are some amazing yeah. jokes in that in that fake movie. There's so much fun stuff in well, that. Well, it's, it's not even the movie. Think about the... Because that's when Ted's dealing with his insecurities about the girl he's dating as well. Yeah. And, like, you find out about, like, she lives with her brother in a one-room apartment and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, all the baggage. Fast yeah. little, the baggage. Yeah. That argument is very mirable to the argument about the the um, glass breakings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I think uh, – and he did I – I think I said he did intervention as well, which is a yeah. good one. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff, man. Nobody wants to see Bruce Banner. They all want to see the Hulk. Come on, Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> Come on, Hulk. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, that's but, what uh... I get for skimming the Evite. <laughs> yep. All right, so that was the episode, and now it is time for Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. Ooh, that was, like, sexy quiet. <laughs> yeah, I was trying something different. Little little ASMR action. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, I see that. <laughs> All right, oh, so uh, as I said last, what? that's right. Uh, as I said last week, there are no uh, 
designated blog posts for this episode uh, or the next three. So I have decided to bring out another uh, edition of Barney's Mail Sack. We've got Barney's Mail Sack number three. What's in Barney's this Sack today? This one uh, was posted on Tuesday, January 17th of 2006 at 5.45 p.m. And it says, from time to time, I like to dip into my sack and respond to desperate appeals for help in all things Barney. Please feel free to email your own concerns to me, barneystinson at yahoo.com. If nothing else, they're good for a for a, it says if nothing else, they're good for a laugh, losers. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so the the message for for this one is, dear Barney, I'm about to go on a blind date and I'm a little nervous. I let the girl plan everything and fear I'm headed for a night of romantic Victorian era movies or ballet. Did I make a mistake? Signed blind in Bristol. All right, and then it goes on. Dear Blind in Bristol. Ah, yes, the blind date. My old nemesis. Most people shudder at the thought. Uncomfortable greetings, awkward silences, the possibility of spending an evening alone with a heifer. But only a rare and blessed few appreciate the majestic beauty and golden opportunity that a blind date can afford. Sadly, you must do your homework. Consider this. Barney Files... Oh, consider this, Barney Files. A blind date is but a simple game of intelligence gathering. After conducting your standard uh, reconnaissance, uh, Google searches, online friendship sites, police records, etc., you're usually left in the dark regarding the most important questions about your date. For instance, will her roommate be interested in splitting cable? My cable. Sorry, <laughs> it's just such a bad. It was just a bad line, but it's, it's that was it's a bad one. It was. Uh, so by allowing her to plan the date venue, you've ingeniously tricked her into showing her hand, and hopefully that hand is steadily creeping up your leg. Below are five common date arenas that women suggest for blind dates, uh, and more importantly, what each of them mean in translation use these as a guide but remember blind in bristol should things get hairy figuratively or literally your old friend the lemon law is there to bail you out the and then he's law. yeah and then he's got uh the blind date venue dictionary it says note if she's an eight or above you may disregard the following so it says uh dance club slash beach first off those are two very different places that out yeah there. uh he, he puts home run you get to see the real her in a skimpy outfit what else could you possibly need to know this chiquita is a keeper at least for the evening bonus if you're less than impressed or happen to be related to her there are tons of available peaches ripe for the picking quote-unquote fancy restaurant two words lemon law she already demands too much. If she expects someone to pepper her salad and refold her napkin, just imagine what lifeless participation she'll offer in the bedroom. Meet the parents. It says, pull the chute. She's clingy, unstable, and worse yet, probably poor. Get out. Unless her mom is really hot, like a 12. Then you should stick around. 
You never know how these things will play out. Drinks at a bar. A fairly common date. Seems like a slam dunk, right? Not so fast, Trebek. The sand trap actually requires deeper observational skills. If she's a lush, she's either a lot of fun or emotionally unstable, and perhaps not hot emotionally unstable either. Either way, there's a good ch good chance you'll be carrying her out of the bar. And that's not exactly the workout you had in mind. And then mini-golfing. Thrives on competition, potentially a lesbian, and not in a good way. She certainly won't sleep with you unless you lose badly. Swallow your pride, gentlemen, and remember the old saying, a hole-in-one at the end of the night is better than a free game putt through the clown's mouth. There you huh. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was Barney's blog for uh, this episode, uh, season three episode, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, John, you got uh, any more thoughts on the episode that you want to give? No. All right. So then uh, why don't you let the good folks at home know where they can find you at? Listen, if you don't know already, you can hop on over to Twitter. Find me right down here. It's simply saying J1. Uh, you can find my blog there. You can find my um, my podcast there. Uh, both of them, they're, they're available all the time. That's pretty much uh, me in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Help, help, I'm in a nutshell. Help, I'm in a nutshell. How did I get in this nutshell? How did I get in this box? How did How I get did in I... this box? Oh. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. Uh, or right here on Merck with a movie blog at movie blog Merck. I'm really, I'm I'm more active on that one. So really just uh, hop you over really are. movie blog Merck on Twitter. And you'll find me there uh, most of the time. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can uh, you're on the Burke with Movie Blog YouTube channel, of course, and you can hit that uh, that like button if you like what you're seeing. Smash that subscribe button, click that little bell, wherever that fucking thing is. Well, I don't know anymore. And, and don't uh, forget to check out all his past videos. It's true, past videos. I got all kinds of stuff. Uh, hopefully, my plan is to start putting up more than just this show on there, which is all I have done for the last several months. Um, is, is just this show on there, but I will be hopefully that's my plan is to get back into some movie review and, and stuff like He's that again. So plan. I got Trails. a plan, whether uh, that plan holds through, we'll see, but that's the plan. Uh, if you're listening on podcast form, if you're over on anchor, be sure to uh, send us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you're, uh, yeah, on, if you're on Apple podcast, you can leave us a five-star review and uh, we'll read that. Uh, on air uh, as well. Um, be sure to follow uh, the show on Twitter at last call H I M Y M Twitter and Instagram. Same handle. Uh, we also have a Patreon same handle. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that's everything again at last call H I M Y M. We got just doing all my <laughs> links and then like advertise the, all my links because Maybe. honestly, like, you have so many to go through. You like the Patreon, the Instagram. That's a. I'm pretty time. sure. I'd have to double check. I think I have a link tree on the Twitter page. So oh, with okay. all of that stuff, but you know, listen. Pretty much every platform we're on for Last Call is all Last Call H I M I M. Yeah. If you I don't have think done my there, best, check us out. I've done my best yeah. to, uh, to get best. that to be. The, I did my best to uh, to to make sure 
that that handle is is what it is everywhere. You know, it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's Patreon, it's Anchor, it's Hive, Social. It's all the same. It's all last call H I M Y M. You hear that? He does this shit for you people. Mm, I do. It's true. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for him, man. What do you got? That's all I got. Listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you next time.